Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Demonland Podcast, a podcast about the greatest uh, football team in the world. Uh, joining me tonight is um, Grape Viney. Good evening, Grape Viney. Uh, good evening, Andy, and good evening to all the Demonland listeners out there. Very big show ahead tonight. Yes, it certainly is. If you want to uh, join us on the show, uh, you can give us a call on 0390163366 or you can Skype us at uh, Demonland31. You can also uh, join us in chat. We have a chat room at demonland.com slash podcast. Uh, you can chat with us if you are too shy to give us a call. Uh, yeah, chat with us, ask a question, we'll answer whatever we can. Um, so that's ways to contact us. Um, hopefully we've got some people listening in the audience. Um, it's always hard to tell whether we have anyone listening, uh, but it doesn't matter. We'll talk anyway. And it says we've got 15 listeners at the moment, so there'll be more coming in as we speak. So, um, now we should just clarify, yes. uh, because there's been a bit of confusion online. Our interview with our special guest, yes. Mel Hickey, will be in next week's program. It's not tonight. That's next Wednesday night, and uh, really looking forward to chatting to Mel. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a pretty good coup to get um, as our first interview. So, um, yeah, we probably should do a bit of research and uh, start writing some questions down. Um, if, anyone else, if anyone has questions that they want to ask Mel, uh, we we'll probably will open up the, the phone lines and you can ask, but if you don't want to call in, um, yeah, Put something on the Demonland podcast thread and um, we can answer your question. We can ask your questions and she may answer them. She's, uh, she's a big promoter of the club, Mel Hickey. Uh, I don't know if you follow her on Instagram and Twitter, but she's, uh, she sort of posts every day and she's, she just seems to be always training, always, uh, uh, well, having a good diet. She eats really good food. <laughs> And uh, she just looks her, – her preparation uh, just can't be faulted, or certainly what we see from her online presence. It looks like she just eats, breathes, and lives footy, uh, and from what I, I can tell. Don't we all at the moment? Um, and we were living and dying football on the weekend. Uh, your thoughts on yep. the game? Uh, is it uh, wrist-slashing time just yet? Well, before we go negative and talk about the game, just one positive that I wanted to bring up. I think someone mentioned it online during the week, but uh, Paul Ruse was at the game. He yes. was sitting a few rows in front of us. Yep. Uh, he had the hoodie on with the hood pulled over. I think he was trying to just watch incognito um, and not be harassed uh, by the faithful. But wasn't it great to see Ruse there, not just on his own, um, uh, Tammy was there and one of his boys and they were barracking all game. Yep, and, they were. And uh, he was riding the uh, emotional roller coaster that we all were. And uh, it's, A, it's great to see him um, obviously still taking interest in the club and where we go. But I don't know about you, I'm still grateful almost every day of the week for the job that Ruse did. And I'm still a little bit... Um, well, mystified how he got it done so quickly because when I think about where we were when he came in 
and look at where we are now, and that's putting aside the last couple of weeks' results, which have been dis, uh, disappointing. But, I mean, he just he has taken us from a VFL standard team to a very competitive AFL standard club that's playing really good football uh, for the majority of the time. And to be able to do that in three years, he is a magician. Yeah, we were we were really going nowhere and going nowhere fast um, before Ruzi came to the club. And, yeah, if it wasn't for him, we would probably still be where we are. There's Probably some of the thanks go to the uh, admin, you know, with uh, Peter Jackson down at the club as well. But you needed a big football personality who could get the job done to um, get I, I think that there were times during, you know, 2012 and 2013 where not maybe from the commission's perspective but from the perspective of other people in the football industry, there was a bit of an existential threat to Melbourne. Um, Jeff Kennett, I recall, saying, you know, we'd become totally irrelevant, we should move mm-hmm. down to Tasmania and be the Tassie Devils. Yep. And things were so bad that it was it was just plausible, wasn't it, that um, that we, we might be wound up in some way or shipped off into state. Um, so... To be in that position to where we are now is uh, is remarkable, I think. And a credit, as you say, not just to Rusey, but to uh, Peter Jackson and, uh, well, the rest of the football uh, department staff. Yeah, it, it, and so it really was nice to see Rusey there and supporting, you know, barracking and supporting the club. And, it, you know, because he was sitting in the section where we sit, um, this was obviously organised through the clubs, I um, unless he takes out a membership each year, those tickets were probably given to him by the club. Yeah, I saw him go into the... It was a small chairman's lunch on the weekend, mm-hmm. and I saw him go in there just before he sat down. So okay, I so don't know whether he was there officially or unofficially, but he'd be secretly, and perhaps not so secretly, hoping that, well, that Simon can win a premiership because, uh, in part... It would be his premiership, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, any any success that we have is going to be uh, sheeted in some part back home to Ruse. Well, you would think that he would have a vested interest in it, um, you know, considering you know the time and effort he put into it. You know, he, I don't think he was just there for a paycheck. Uh, he did seem to really care about the club. So uh, yeah, I don't think he just left and washed his hands of it. He would. Um, I think that he would be have a vested interest in how we go from here. Yep, he was certainly barracking hard the other day. That's for sure. Well, he couldn't. His barracking couldn't get us over the line. So, what could have got no, us over the line? We got close. <laughs> we did, but should we have been in that position? That is the question. Um, well, no. Uh, the, you know, the third quarter was yeah. the. Uh, was the defining quarter of the game, and although we got back into it in the last, uh, no, we shouldn't have been, you know, three goals down or four goals down, whatever it was, at three-quarter time. And really, again, um, we bled a late goal uh, yeah. in the second quarter, right before half time, yeah. just yeah. as we uh, bled two goals just before three-quarter time the week before against the Cats. And uh, look, I don't know. Did they take the uh, foot off the pedal at halftime? Did they go in um, perhaps a little bit too self-satisfied, thinking we've got this? Well, I thought I certainly thought we had it. So um, 
so did I. You know, I thought we're just going to go on and, and roll them, but uh, not not to be the case. So, what what happened? What was the breakdown? Uh, well, their midfield got on top, yeah. and I, I don't know. I think perhaps I think we did take the foot off the pedal, and perhaps we didn't work as hard um, as we have been, um, and. There just didn't seem to be any way or any effort to stop the rot once it started. Um, we conceded one, conceded two, conceded three, and I thought at some point we're going to stop this, but it didn't happen. And uh, uh, we haven't um, eradicated those lapses from our game yet. They're happening less and less frequently, but they're still happening. And uh, I think part of it, um, you know, is probably due to our youth and inexperience. But uh, we don't have a great record in closing out close games over the past few years, do we? Um, uh, everyone um, talks about that notorious St Kilda one that we lost with 41 seconds to go. Yep. We uh, lost by less than a kick to North down in Tassie last year. Um, and now here we led with three minutes to go and um, somehow managed to cough up the lead uh, right at um, right at the bell. Yeah, like, um, and I I haven't I haven't watched uh, the replay of the last quarter, particularly even the last two minutes um, of the game. Uh, was there any question about the uh, goal that was kicked? Did you see that? Um, uh, what's his name, Cam McCarthy or whatever? Yep. Was that a goal? Um, I couldn't bear to I, look. <laughs> no, no. look, I only saw uh, saw what we saw on the day and I think I've seen maybe one replay since, but um, I don't think we were dudded that way. I think uh, it, was a, it was a lace. It was a yeah. tiny, tiny touch, but I think it was there and others have said online during the week that they have looked at the tape and it was a definite goal. Yeah. So I don't think we've got any... Uh, uh, I don't think we've got any case to make on that front, but we made a mess and uh, coughed it up, didn't we? Um, uh, Bernie's the one who's wearing a lot of the blame for that. Um, another dinky pass that didn't come off, uh, but there were a litany of errors in those last few minutes, and uh, it's probably not fair to just single out Bernie, although he did make two of them, the long long bomb into the uh, 50 um Right before the siren, um, probably wasn't a great kick either. But um... yeah, we seem to do that a few times. Where you know, sometimes the crowd screams for the long bomb, but we really did a few times. We'd do that long bomb, and it, there would just be three Fremantle players <laughs> underneath the ball. Um, yeah, well, the forward structures have suffered without Jesse, yeah. and particularly when Jack Watts has gone into the ruck. Um, Sam has really been uh, down there on his own. And, uh, uh, well, we know now, we seem to know that he was playing with a corky. Yep. Um, So uh, it might have been hampered somewhat. But even a fully fit Sam Wiedemann can't run that forward line on his own. Yeah. And I think we've seen on plenty of occasions that those, uh, you know, the forward structure has broken down. Um, And, uh, boy, do we need Jesse back. Well, we do need Jesse back, but but do you think it's fair to play Sam Wiedemann if he's not ready and play players that might not be ready for the big time? 
Um, you know, we've got other big bodies. We've got a guy like Cam Peterson. You know, shouldn't we? Should we be playing well, him rather than Wiedemann and let Wiedemann play in the twos and, and learn the craft a bit in the twos, or do we just throw him in the deep end? It's funny that you mentioned Cam Peterson and being a big body. I saw him at the game on the weekend, yep. and boy, has he slimmed down. Yes. Um, his his body has just changed um, uh, significantly. And, uh, yeah, if not for recognising the face, you wouldn't know by looking at him. He looks uh, a shadow of his uh, former self. So it's... Um, look, I can't see Peterson... <coughs> excuse me. I can't see Peterson playing this week. I, look, they might bring him in if, uh, um, yeah, I, I can't see it happening, to be honest. Um, I think he had a pretty good game in the twos on the weekend, but um, I think, as you've mentioned in previous weeks, I don't think he's the first option uh, for Goodwin. And uh, just noting that uh, crazy Jagero Schmierer has um, mentioned that Tim Smith should have been given another game. Um, I don't know. Maybe he will come back this week along with Jesse, or maybe they'll just bring uh, Jesse back and uh, Wiedemann goes out if he's injured. Yeah, I, I was sort of wondering why they dropped, um, you know, another forward uh, out of out of the team for this week. I mean, we brought him Frost, but he clearly wasn't going to be playing forward. He was always going to be in the back. You know, uh, Oscar was dropped. Um, so why drop Tim Smith when we sort of mm. needed someone else to help out um, Sam down down there? Just on Frost, he played a pretty good game, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I thought he did play a good game as well. I've always been a fan, or at least I so have, I've... of uh, Frost in the back line rather yeah. than Frost in the forward line. I agree. But, um, he was a bit scratchy, but... He's got really good dash off half back, and he's he's an aggressive player once he gets the footy. So um, I thought he actually did all right on the weekend. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, who else was good? Look, Jake Spencer was good, wasn't he? Yeah. Look, obviously he wasn't getting the tap outs in the ruck, but it, it's very hard to play against a man monster like um, Aaron Zanderlands. He, he's he's a big guy. Um, it's hard to beat him out in the ruck, but I thought Spencer was good around the ground. He popped up, he kicked two goals. Um, yep. You know, he he did his job around the ground. He took a couple of Max-like marks uh, in the back line uh, as well. So, you know, those saving marks that Max often does in the back yep. line. So I'm happy with his around the ground work. I think uh, he's been a and big getting the Getting the two goals was good too, especially when some of his teammates are still... Mm. Unfortunately, suffering from the uh, accuracy inaccuracy disease, so yeah, we had, uh, we had he did a few, well to nail his chances when he got them. We had a few easy misses. Sam Wiedemann's miss should have been a goal. Um, I think even Viney's early on in the game should have been a goal. Um, yep. You know we've got to we've got to nail those ones, and um, they're not they're not doing it, and it's costing us games. Yeah, yeah, the Wiedemann one really was uh, was an important one at an important time. So that was disappointing. But for the most part, he's got a pretty good kicking technique. So um, perhaps it was the corky that, that hindered him. We don't, don't know, I suppose. No, I think we touched on last week. We talked about, we talked about uh, Jack Viney um, and his sort of form in the first yep. couple of weeks. And uh, he's still not finding... That for me. I mean, he kicked a good late goal 
but he's really just not finding the ball around the ground. And um... Well, I had a look at his stats before, and he's not he's down on last year, but it's not, not, not a huge downturn. I think he's, he's getting about five fewer disposals um, and then one fewer sort of tackle and clearance and uh, and those kinds of things. So he's down a bit, but it's not it's not an extravagant drop. And uh, you know he missed important goals or an important goal in the Cats game and uh, missed that one that you mentioned on the weekend. Would we even if he'd kicked those, we might not even really be having this conversation. Um, yeah, probably not. I- I'm just wondering why I'm not noticing him on the ground. I mean, he's not. Um, yeah, he's surely not getting the same amount of possessions as last year, but he's still getting possessions. It's not like he's having five possessions a match and having a real stinker. But I'm not. We haven't no- seen I'm not him sort of him. dash away with the ball that we've seen him that we saw a lot of last year and, and before that. Yeah, that sort of takeaway breakaway viney. Like we it, haven't seen much of that this year, have we? Every time Oliver get uh, uh, every time um, uh, Oliver gets the ball, or uh, what's his name? Um, uh, <laughs> just out of blank. Um, uh, Petraka. Every time Petraka yep. gets the ball, um, you notice him. I don't know. He just has this way of <laughs> that he moves that you notice every time he gets the ball, and. Um, you know, but I'm not noticing uh, Viney. No, the one thing I have noticed, which, uh, look, maybe it's happened before and you can't keep your head up all game, but I've noticed him twice in the past two weeks just with his head down. Um, uh, this is sort of in breaks in play um, and he's just he's sort of running and his head's down and I don't know, but look, there's been speculation on Demon Land this week that uh, maybe he's uh, carrying an injury or that he hasn't fully recovered uh, from the surgery in the off-season and perhaps he is um, perhaps he is not playing 100% and that's impacting him and perhaps getting him down because he doesn't feel that he can provide the leadership, um, uh, the leadership that we know he can provide and perhaps set the example that he can provide and not impacting games in the way he'd like. So uh, I don't know. It's I've just noticed it um, in the past couple of weeks, and it's something I don't think I've ever seen before. Do you, you know, we know Jack to be to be very sort of uh, vocal and uh, you know strong in his leadership, I suppose, on field. Do you think the weight of uh, leadership is weighing on him? You know, I wouldn't have thought so. That. No. I mean, he's he's a born leader. He was already talking to the group in his first year at the club. Remember he, that famous post-match address to the players after yeah. one of the thrashings during the Neil era. So, I, I I don't buy that um, buy that speculation that the captaincy has somehow affected him. I, I think he should have been made vice captain. I think we're all. Well, most uh, of us on Demonland are in agreement about that, but um, I'd be surprised if that's sort of weighing him down. I think it's more likely to be an injury than than captaincy. Yeah, so uh, George on the outer, um, 
has brought up an interesting point, um, and it's maybe something we can talk about a bit later, but he, I just want to bring it up now while I see it in the chat room. He said, do you have any thoughts on why teams don't tag anymore? Uh, we have seen what Dangerfield and Fife have done in the past two weeks being untagged. Uh, do we let Cochin roam free this week? And uh, uh, Perhaps we can talk about the Cochin thing a bit later, but, uh, yeah, we, we haven't been tagging. Um, do you see that as a problem? Well, as, as George points out, it's it's not just Melbourne. Um, the game has sort of moved away from those hard tags somewhat. And I think you've got to expect, um, you know, Dangerfield and Fife did damage to us at important times in both of those games. But that's good players do that. Mm. And uh, um, you can tag them and keep them quiet maybe for three quarters of the day. But there's a chance they're going to get loose anyway. And that's what we've seen with both of those players in the past couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, look, we'll return to the Cochin issue, I suppose, a bit later yeah. in the program. But And uh, uh, Crazy yep. Jaeger Osmira, uh, has Viney's roles changed a bit with uh, Oliver and Petraka playing in the midfield? Uh, is Viney's role now more crash and bash to open up the space for the others? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to answer that. You know, we're not on the uh, no. we're not in the inner sanctum. We don't know what his role was in previous years and whether it's been tweaked at all. But I don't know about the second part of that question. Is his role now more uh, bash and crash? Yeah. I think that's always been his role to bash and crash. And, yeah. uh, you know, some demon landers are critical of um, the frequency that he does that, and that he should you know be trying to get the ball out rather than just spinning back into the pack and trying to, you know, take on two or three. So, um, yeah, has his role changed? Perhaps. Um, it's hard for us to judge from the outside, though. And that uh, Clayton Oliver, um, he just is a beauty, isn't he? I mean, he had uh, ten clearances. He might have had more. I saw at one stage he had nine or ten. Uh, yeah, he quietened down a bit mm. as the game went on, but certainly in the first half, uh, he was just, uh, well, he was dominant again, and I think he got coaches' votes again. Yeah. Um, and I think he's, uh, from memory, sitting sixth on the coaches' votes uh, ladder. So uh, for a second-year player, someone who's played, what, 16 or 17 games, yeah. uh, that's just incredible yeah, and the special. names that surround him on that list obviously are the best in the business so he's uh he's tearing it up clary um it's uh he's a machine that that can't be stopped at the moment and uh well let's talk about perhaps some of our uh, the people that uh, didn't perform and uh there's been a lot of question marks on uh, jake melksham in the back line um yeah Yep, I don't dislike him, as, but... Uh, one to talk about. Before we go on to the yep. players um, players that didn't do so well, just to bring up a, a couple who did play well, um, and congratulations to Jeffy Garth oh, on yes. his 150th game. Uh, it's a great achievement. Yep. I think 43 or 44 of them have been with Melbourne, so um, he had a really good game. He's had a really good start to the season. Yeah, I think he's been good... At- I think he's been good all year so far. Yeah, I'm very happy yep. with him. He does his job. He kicks his two or three goals a game. He he's been his defensive work has been excellent. He's chasing. He's laid some really good tackles. Uh-huh. 
So there's no questioning, you know, a lot of my Carlton supporter mates were saying, oh, you know, he can kick a couple of flashy goals, but he doesn't do any hard work um, up the field or, or any chasing. And, and he's proven this year that uh, he can do all that. Yeah, some great some great tackling. And as I think, as I mentioned before, Petraka had a really good game. And, yeah, he did. Uh, and uh, Jaden Hunt, obviously, yes. still in, also in very good form. But yeah. Jake Milksham is on my hit list. I'm... Uh, you know, I think you need to give the Essendon boys a bit of time. They're yep. uh, no doubt rusty after a year off, but uh, throughout the JLT series, and now we've had four games of the home and away season, I haven't really seen anything impressive at all from Jake. I think he um, he was all right against Carlton, but I think he just lacks composure. Uh, he panics when he's got the ball. Um, and really tends to throw it on his boot without really having a look at, at what his options are. And just, I don't think his disposal's been that great. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see him uh, to see him drop this week. Although, uh, if you believe um, believe some of the people online, he's he's uh, he's one of Simon's you know favourites. He's one of the pets, so maybe he won't get dropped. I, I think we can do better than Milksham. Hmm. Um, I think Hibbard. I think Hibbard's a better player. Um, well, I whether, think he'll come, is... whether he's ready to come in this week, I'm not sure. But I'm losing faith fast in Milksham. I just just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I think as soon as um, Hibbard is fit, match fit for four quarters, they'll they'll bring him straight in. Um, at, at Milksham's expense, you think well, it's one for one there? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't like to think that there are any pets that the coach has a pet. Um, you know, everyone should be making the team on merits. And, yeah, uh, at the moment, I'm saying, I just, I don't, I don't know whether that's grounded in fact or whether people are just speculating. Um, uh, there's a few people that have mentioned that online. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I hope that um, uh, that Goody selects uh, purely on, on sort of form and talent and needs rather than uh, any preconceived ideas that, um, that he might have about certain players. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, anyone else we've, on your hit Well, list? we've spoken a little bit about Wiedemann. Yep. Um, injured, not doing a whole lot. Um, um, Look, just I, reading between the lines, you'd think he might miss this week just because of the corky. Yeah. Look, I'm a fan of him. I, I believe that he's got the talent and eventually he'll start holding those marks. But at the moment, he, he's not providing... Uh, that if he was out of the team, it doesn't make a difference because he's not, doing, you know, if he was to he's be injured, really I can't anything. be disappointed because he's not doing anything. Um, so, yeah, I, I would prefer to bring in Peterson, who I really do like and rate as a good footballer. So, you know. Uh, but does does the forward line need Hogan, Peterson and Watts? Well, or can we just get by on Hogan and Watts? Well. And the, and the Smalls and Petraka. The reason I would bring in Peterson is perhaps he can pinch it in the ruck to let um, Jack Watts let play, Jack up, play forward, play forward the for the whole game um, or go down back as needed because Jack can go down back and play well off, you know, half back and out of the back line. So if needed, um, of course. Um, yeah, I, that's why I would bring Peterson in, but um, it mm. seems like Peterson isn't, yeah, he's not part of not the first future. Cab off the road. Well, he's not first cap, but he's not part of maybe the future of the club. So they're not going to play him. I think that's 
the attitude that the coach is going with at the moment. Mm. Use only in an emergency. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm more like play best 22 available, but the coach has a plan and we've, we've got to trust in him. Um, what about Hannon? Does he keep his spot this week? I liked his game better this week than the game last week because I don't think he really popped up much last against uh, Geelong. I, I thought he was okay on the weekend. Did a few Not good great, things, but, but just okay. I mean, who else is 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 there to come in for him? I mean, I guess we can start talking uh, changes for this week. Um, do we need to go have a look at our injury list uh, at the moment? Uh, just bring it up here. Well, there's there's a few that are in the mix to come back in. Well, uh, Hogan, we know definitely Jess, will. Jesse's definitely coming back in. Um, Hibbard's in the mix. Yep. Uh, uh, Angus Brayshaw would have to be in the mix. So he had. I didn't see any of the game. All I can go on uh, is the um, reports and the stats. I, I saw he had 24 disposals, um, but I didn't see his game. Uh, is that enough to, no, to get back into Nor did I. I. I don't know. I, as a, I didn't see it either, but I, he's a quality player. Yeah. Um, I suppose Goody will pick him when he's, you know, really, really firing, and he might not be firing on all cylinders at the moment. Um, JKH would have to be in, uh, in the mix, um, the hyphen, Kennedy yep. Harris. Um I, I even, see I someone posted earlier back. today that Oscar might be in the mix again. I hope it's not at the expense of Frost. No, um, I think so. that, um, you know, we played the three tall backs for most of last year, and I think it worked pretty well with mm. Tommy, Oscar and Frosty back there. So maybe we're, maybe uh, Oscar will um, come back in. And then, I don't know, Ben Kennedy, is he in the mix? Um and perhaps replacing Hannon. Um, I guess the difference there, obviously, is that Hannon, you know, can take a mark too, mm. whereas Kennedy's, uh, you know, another ground-level player, um, a bit like sort of Garland and Kent. So, well, it's a good I, thing I that think, we've got guys sorry. that can we've got guys that can come in. It, it's you know we've we've got some depth yep. to play around with. Uh, you know, we've just got to find the right mix. Is um, what are your thoughts on Nibbler? As in other hyphens? See, I does he I, keep his spot this week? See, I sat behind you at the footy, and uh, I don't think you're a fan. From what from what I heard, you seem to get uh, quite frustrated uh, with some of his uh, his play. But I actually like him, and perhaps I'm a bit. Um, uh, clouded by the fact that he's in my dream team, so I'm following him more on stats every time he gets a kick, and I'm not too worried about where it goes. But, um, yeah, crazy, I, I don't, I don't uh, mind crazy's, him. I don't think he's... Uh, uh, in agreement with you, in agreement with you, sorry. Uh, Nibbler has been fantastic, he says. I, I just, look, his defensive work is great. He lays a lot of tackles, he works hard, um, and he's finding uh, quite a bit of the footy, but I think his disposal just lets him down. He's, uh, you know, he, he breaks down the chain uh, too often for mine. And, uh, yeah, just making too many turnovers. So I think, um, you know, I think as, as, as you know, guys like Brayshaw, um, 
uh, and possibly JKH um, do come back in, I think Nibbler's um, I think Nibbler's going to be at risk of falling back out of the team. Well, I think Harms Harms suffers from a, a similar disease, a similar disposal um, disease, but Harms is just ahead of Neil Bullen um, uh, for mine at the moment. So you weren't impressed? Uh, were you impressed with his game at all on the weekend, Harms? No? Uh, yeah, he's he's really energetic. Yeah. He attacks the ball uh, really hard. He runs hard. He's got good pace. He's aggressive, and he doesn't mind jumping a bit. Um, uh, a lot of people sort of said that he could have laid off the handball instead of taking the long shot and the dying. I thought he um, had time to even run a little bit more. Run a bit further. Yeah, yeah. I think he, yep. he was a bit too quick on. Maybe he thought there wasn't much time left. Um, Yep. I don't know, but just on Neil Bullen, uh, according to on Twitter, according to AFL Fantasy, he was the second most traded in ahead of this round, traded into people's teams. So it seems that well, people are either rating him because of the amount of disposals he's getting, but also because he's more of a mid-priced uh, <laughs> uh, player. <Right>. So, <laughs> so he's cost-effective to get in the team, but he has been uh, he has been getting did, the... Did the Herald team. Sun mention him in one of their super coach articles? Because that would probably yeah. swing a few votes, wouldn't it? Yeah, he's... he's because they, they do super coach yeah, yeah. and it's, who you should trade in and yeah, out. Yeah. So. I'm sure he he's been mentioned there because he has been scoring... Uh, quite high in the uh, super coach slash AFL fantasy world. Um, uh, let me have a look. What did he get? He this week he got ninety five. So he didn't crack the ton, um, but ninety five still a, a pretty good score. But he got one hundred and thirty or one hundred and forty last week, uh, the mm. week before. So um, anyway, that's, the old uh, fart has just commented that Nibbler doesn't punish the opposition sufficiently with his possessions. No. I, I would probably agree with Which, that. Which I'd agree with that and say he perhaps punishes us too much with his well, possessions at you know, the moment. But uh, Well, the last two weeks, no one's really been punishing the opposition because we haven't been kicking the goals we should have been kicking. Yep. We're not winning, you know. Uh, we haven't been terrible. Like in the past, we probably would have got thumped the last two weeks. So the fact that we've been in the games and we probably should have won is still a good sign. Um it's not great that we haven't won the games, but um, at least we're in contention, you know. we, we I, I think it, it's sort of a good thing that we should be four and zip, but it's also a bad thing that we're not. So, um, or at least 3-1. So we've got to start turning around, and, and this week is a fantastic opportunity for us to sort of stamp our, you know, our authority on the league and to beat... Richmond, who are four and zip, perhaps they haven't had the best opposition they've been playing, but um, they are four and zip, and we need to um, knock them off that perch. Well, I haven't seen the Tigers the last two weeks, but I saw them in round one and two, and they were they were bog ordinary. Well, who have they played? They've, um, played, they've played Carlton in round one. We know what Carlton's like. Um, but that was a terrible game of football. Oh, it was absolutely and terrible. Looked really ordinary. Yeah, I mean Richmond won by forty three points, but. <laughs> it was terrible. They uh, let Carlton kick a bag. They let Carlton kick a yeah. A, I think they eighty nine. They, they kicked ninety points in that game. Um, they then and in the first half of the uh, Richmond Collingwood game was one of the worst halves of football I've ever seen. I would have to I agree. Can't recall ever seeing more turnovers and drop marks. Um, 
than in that game. So, yeah, I didn't that's s- not all that impressive. I didn't see the uh, Richmond-West Coast game, but that was on just prior, well, while we were on our that way. That was while we were playing. Yeah, yeah, and it was pissing down for all the... Uh, not the whole game, but for a bit of the uh, yep. last half or last quarter. So I'm not sure what exactly happened, but they beat uh, West Coast are a quality team. They'll be, you know, in the top eight this year. Um, and then who who did they beat this week? They beat Brisbane in Brisbane, and you know Brisbane are probably a bottom four team this year. So yeah, they look. We've got to knock them off. I don't think if we lose to them, then um, yeah, well, we could be in for a long long year. Uh, Dazzle Davey posted a thread, uh, well, within minutes of the game finishing on the weekend, asking, is Bernie Vince finished? All right. What do you reckon? Uh, look, I don't think he's... And what what, uh, what does our audience reckon? Yeah, yeah. So I'll, people can call in. That's right. I'll, I, I should have uh, thrown out the number. Of, I threw it out at the beginning, but uh, 03 9016 That's 03 triple six or get on skype and demon land 31 let us know what you think uh we've been talking about the game uh we're going to shortly talk about next week's game um let us know what you think is is bernie vents finished um i I personally don't think he's finished i I think he has made mistakes he hasn't had his best year but we know what he can do maybe he can find that form again i think and dazzle might have posed this very question which I think is a valid one. Why did he ever go to half back? Well, we might know the answer to that one, you know, to provide experience back down there. But the the whole move to half back or into the back pocket, wherever you want to call mm-hmm. it, um, really hasn't been great for him. He was he was so good in the midfield when he first uh, came over, and we know that he can kick a goal. Um, he's a good goal kicker, so why have we got him back down there when uh, he just hasn't really been uh, been the same player? Look, I since, agree. Since going back there, I think they probably put him back there um, to act to, to to try and mimic a player like um, uh, Hodge off the half back, be the general in the back line. But um, once Jordan Lewis comes back, I think Jordan Lewis can sort of take over that role, and I would play. I would play him up forward off the half flank. If they're not going to play him in the midfield, then play him in the forward line. He can be he could be really dangerous in the forward line. He knows where the goals are. Maybe yeah, I, find... mean, I don't know whether Lewis coming back means he'll go forward because even with Lewis, yeah, they were playing both there, of them. It, Bernie there. was still back mm. there, so um, yeah, it's an interesting look. He he's pretty good on the kickouts, but uh, gee, he's. He's had a few hearts in mouths in the time that he's been back there. There was that, uh, you know, terrible last-minute kick against Gold Coast last year, which nearly cost us the game. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there was the turnover on the weekend, uh, which was also crucial. Um, So, I don't know. Perhaps you're right, perhaps uh, half-forward or on a wing. um, And maybe a few midfield minutes is, is where... Uh, where he does his best work. Well, D. Oldfard has said he's not convinced that Bernie is a defender, move to mid or even forward or off centre. And yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think I think yeah. he needs to needs to move out of defence. Um, he's made a few mistakes, and perhaps they might wait till Lewis is back. But uh, look, we're not uh, we're not coaches. We're just uh, armchair coaches. Uh, 
Now, before we move on to next week's game, there is one more issue we have to deal with from last week's game, and this opens up this whole area of superstitions Mm -hmm. and pre-game rituals and sticking to your routine and, more importantly, sticking to a winning formula. And uh, you and I, um, we mixed it up a bit and we fiddled with the formula on the weekend. You had guests with you yes, uh, over from America, and yeah. it was their first – well, it was their second game, so almost completely untried in the AFL <laughs> arena. Uh, you had a family member with you. Uh, yes. Your sister was there, and it yes. was her first game well, since the since... 2000 grand final. <laughs> the, la- um, the last time my and... sister came to the football was the 2000 grand final, and we had, she's been banned from the football ever since that day. Um, Banished. Yeah. And I, um, uh, you were sitting in different seats. You were sitting a couple of bays over from where you normally sit. Mm -hmm. And I actually changed my seat and came and sat with you at half time. Now, that's really messing with our usual routine and, uh, you know, and where we sit and what we do. And I'd like to know whether any of our... um, any of our listeners out there have similar superstitions? Do you, is there a certain item of clothing that you have to wear each week? A lucky scarf or a lucky jumper? Or lucky undies. Um, or lucky undies, as it were. <laughs> um, what's, your, what's your superstition? What's your pre-game ritual? Zero uh, we'd th- love to hear from you. Zero three nine zero one six three triple six or Skype us on Demonland31. Don't be shy. We've had some callers call up in the last couple of uh, shows, so um, yeah, get on the get on the horn and uh, give us a call. Tell us your superstitions. Uh, what's your pregame ritual like? Like, uh, for example, uh, my father thinks that the first person um, that he sees at the train station, you know, wearing a either a Melbourne jumper or a opposition jumper, will determine who's going to win the game. <laughs> I don't think there's any science to it. I don't think he's done any stats on it on how many times it's actually come out, but he's put that into my head. So I'm like praying that the first person I see on, as I get to the train station is a demon supporter. And, you know. Yeah, and it's interesting because your dad didn't want to change seats at half time. And he didn't. And it didn't. And he didn't. He went back and sat where he uh, he came and had a chat at halftime, but he went back and sat in his usual seat. Yep. Um, and that was purely down to superstition. And uh, I don't know, maybe my changing of the seats at halftime when we were going well, maybe that was the costly uh, the costly move in the cosmic uh, universe of football. I think it could be. Um, look, I. I I broke a lot of uh, my rules. I wasn't sitting in my seat. I bought guests over. I Thankfully, I, I've got a thing I never bring, I try not to bring, uh, opposition supporters into our section. I think that's that's the biggest hoodoo you can you can do to a team. Um, but I bought in, uh, you know, a family of Americans. Um, but I think we converted, a f- <laughs> you know, five five people who will be lifelong demon supporters, so I've got to try and convert that into memberships, uh, even though they're never yep. going to go to a game ever again. But perhaps they will, um, you know, in uh, in spirit will be uh, supporting us. But, yeah, uh, I broke a lot of my, my, my superstitions or whatever, and uh, we lost, so probably blame can be squarely at my feet and yours. 
very nice, uh, very funny remark here from Crazy uh, Crazy Jager, who's uh, interacting with us tonight. Uh, I would call in, but I live in Adelaide, and we rarely have electricity, let alone phone coverage. <laughs> so a little bit of uh, social commentary there. And uh, on the superstition front, D. Oldfart says uh, his personal superstition, he never drinks booze during the game which might, uh, in his words, make him unique amongst demon landers. And uh, Dominatrix Tyson says, superstition should be don't do anything you did in the last decade. So basically we sort of probably can wipe the slate clean, can't we, at this, perhaps give birth to a whole new realm of uh, superstitions. Remember we were, when we were growing up, we used, to wear, we used to have certain clothes that we did and didn't wear. We had combinations of red and green tracksuit pants that were sometimes in favour and out of favour. Well, I sometimes still, like if I wear something to a game, you know, I try and, and we win. I try to, you know, copy that the next week, but then I always forget what undies I was wearing or were these the right socks. And so I, I think I need to have, uh, I think I need to get a uniform <laughs> for the for the footy. I mean, I don't wear a footy jumper anymore. Maybe I I should bring back that um, tradition. I um, did wear uh, to Frio what I wore against Carlton, but uh, obviously it wasn't enough to get us over the line. <laughs> but did, so. you, did you wash it? Is the question. Uh, look, that maybe that's it. I washed <laughs> the good vibes off it, and uh, it came out all negative. Yeah, well, we didn't play so well against Carlton, so um, yeah, yep. <laughs> maybe uh, Fremantle um, were able to to just uh, get a little bit uh, more out of it. And than your, uh, talking about uh, flirting with uh, form and uh, perhaps you know testing out the football gods, very surprised to see that uh, Big Maxi is going to shave off uh, going to shave off the tree beard. Yes, that, that, that's that's really tempting fate, isn't it? Well, that that's sort of the ultimate because uh, that's the Samson and Delilah. Um, well, you yep, know, Samson's uh, long thing, hair, yeah. That uh, if he cuts the, he, his form, sort of, okay, uh, that beard sort of grew. Yeah, you know, his form and the beard grew together. So, um, is that the ultimate superstition? If he uh, shaves that, is uh, he going to come back a shadow of his former self? Uh, well, we certainly hope not. Um, but you'd think if he is going to shave it off, he should do it for charity, shouldn't he? Oh. You know how the blokes shave their hair and that for for whichever whichever cause is the is that one? Is it the the police? Um, well, they have the closest sort of, shave thing. I don't know what that's yes. in in, um, in what's that meant to benefit? Probably maybe kids with cancer or something like that. It, yeah, I think um, it might be leukemia from memory. Then there's the um, you know the mo the mo one Movember for men's health and men's health issues. Um, but Maxi could raise an absolute fortune by getting rid of that thing, couldn't he? Like well, he'd, uh, people would chip in from far and wide well, don't, to see it, uh, don't, see it get done. Don't women cut their hair to give to uh, so that uh, people can use that as wigs for people who you know might lose their hair to cancer and stuff like that? Uh, perhaps his uh, his beard could go to a similar cause. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not to make light of anything, but uh, that. But uh, look, we he he did put something on Twitter. He had a whole lot of uh, different looks that he could go for. Did you have a look at that list? I did. <laughs> they have a, a lot preference? of them look very similar to me. <laughs> yeah, they uh, do. Some of it was pretty funny. Um, 
but uh, yeah, someone pointed out um, some of them look like they belong on an ISIS watch list of sorts. <laughs> so it's uh, look, it'll be interesting to see what he comes up with. Yeah, it uh, it will be. He said that uh, the most popular reply is uh, what I turn the bush beard into. Now he didn't provide a. Um, uh, uh, any hashtag for that so there was nothing there's no way we can sort of uh, uh, I don't know any way that or maybe we can see the replies on the post I'm not so um, not so good with my uh, Twitter abilities uh, well maybe someone that. else has come up with a hashtag <laughs> since and the answers are, are being posted uh, using that yeah, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on it and we'll see what uh, Max does. But I don't want him to uh, to shave the beard. I'm happy for him to keep it. I think it's it's quite iconic now. Um, mm, uh, people yep. sort of associate that with him and um, I think it, it's good for the club and good for the branding of our club because he's so recognisable uh, for that beard and, you know, um, I, I want him to keep it. Would we ben, um Would you be interested in uh, Gary Ablett? It's uh, come up on Demon Land uh, over the past little while. He's back in form, although I don't know how great his form is. Do, but, but, does that have any truck with you? Get Gary Ablett to Melbourne. Uh, uh, realistically, how long has he got left? Is the question. Uh, I wouldn't have thought very long at all. Um, I mean, he's on the down, isn't he? he even though he. You know, played some decent footy for the last couple of weeks. I think he's finished, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't uh, want to take him. I mean, if he wanted to come to Melbourne and, you know, it was easy enough to get him, then, yeah, maybe, but um, no. I, I don't, don't ever know if, yeah, I don't ever know if, even if it was easy, mm-hmm. I'd bother with it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think I've got to agree. Um, <sighs> yeah, I don't think we need, I don't think... Uh, yeah, we need him. I'd prefer to go with uh, someone, go for someone, you know, younger. I think. It's interesting. In the in what's been sort of the slow and steady downfall of Gary Ablett, that Jack Viney tackle um, in, was it round one of last year? Uh, or round one of the year before? Uh, round one of 2015, sorry. Yep. We- um that's that was a big uh, that's a big sort of reference point on the decline of uh, Gary Ablett the player mm. because if you remember at the end of the year before he did his shoulder for the first time against Collingwood yeah. he was in scintillating form and then there was uh, wide speculation that he came back uh, perhaps uh, too early against Melbourne in round one yeah. um, uh, and. Uh, really, in hindsight, it proved to be a mistake coming back against Jack Viney because Viney destroyed him in that tackle. Mm, yeah. And the still photograph that we have of it, um, with Ablett being dumped into the turf and screaming in pain, <laughs> just captures the ferocity of it. And he hasn't been the same player since, basically. Yeah, I mean, uh, not many players... Uh get into a max into a jack viney uh, tackle and uh, come away um, unharmed yep so we um we'll move on to well before we move on dominatrix tyson has said our priority should be to get a big defender and um what do you think our priority should be 
uh, next year. It might be too early to already talk about it, but if you're going to be bringing up Ablett, uh, uh, perhaps we need to talk about uh, what we do need. Uh, yep, that'd be one. Uh, that'd be one avenue. The key defender. Um, I mean, Oscar's still developing. Frost is going all right. We know what we get from Tommy Mack, but there are better key defenders out there. Um, so we might consider trying to upgrade in that area. You can never have too many uh, good midfielders. Um, I think we're probably right in the forward stakes um, with Wiedemann and Hogan and Jack. And I think we're probably all right in the small forward stakes with Jeffy. Oh, I've got a lot of small forwards. Uh, Kennedy Harris, yeah. uh, Kent and uh, Ben Ken. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would have thought um, defence is, is looking the sort of the shakiest, shakiest area really at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. All right, let's move on to this, this week's game. Um, we talked before about... Um, we talked before about tagging, and um, I think uh, one player who we've got to probably pay close attention to is uh, Cochin. Um, some people don't rate him, but uh, he can cause a bit of uh, trouble. Um, and obviously, yeah, we're not going to be I'm tagging. I'm one of those that doesn't rate him yeah. that highly. Uh, I don't. I don't think he's he's a good player, but he's not a. I don't think he's elite. Um, he's having a pretty good year. But Martin's the more da- damaging one and the more dangerous one. Mm. Although there was a bit of talk late this afternoon that he might be carrying some sort of injury. They said he probably wasn't going to miss. But um, yeah, I don't maybe mind. if he's not I, at 100%, that, that might assist. Yeah, I, look, I, I, I don't mind players playing a little bit injured, but um, sometimes even that kicks us in the bum where you hear a player's injured and then he has a, a blinder anyway. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's definitely the, the probably the most dangerous um, player out there. Do you think we'll be able to... Um, we should be able to cover uh, uh, Rewalt uh, with our backman. I'm not too worried about him. No, look, he hasn't been kicking a lot of goals, Rewalt. Their whole forward setup and structure and delivery has been a bit different, so they're not as reliant uh, on Rewalt, on um, Rewalt as they have been in previous years. And now they've got these smaller, uh, smaller forwards buzzing around who are picking up uh, picking up kicks and uh, and kicking goals like Rioli and. Uh, Who's the bloke with a funny name? It just escapes me at the moment. But so yeah, um, uh, no, I don't think you know they'll. Um, I don't think there'll sort of be any change to the defensive structure or setup to try and you know to try and uh, cover off uh, Rewalt or anything like that. No, they've got. Um, uh, how's Prestia going with them? Haven't really uh, sort of paid close attention to uh, to him since he's gone. Uh, he was okay in the two games that I saw. Um, not great, but it, look, he's a he's a good player. Um, he's he's a good player, and it's going to be a really good game. Um, I'm just, I'm Richmond just... Richmond will know that we're going to come out pumped, and I think they will probably make issue of the fact that. 
they haven't been able to defeat us on the big stage for a few years now. I think we've won all the Anzac Day clashes, and we also beat them that time uh, in the week after Tommy Hafey died, if you remember. Yes, yes, um, when they had that big parade before and didn't go yep, out and perform. And, and then didn't, didn't fire a shot. So um, Rewalt made mention of it uh, last night on AFL 360. I wouldn't be surprised if Hardwick just mentions it too and says, you know, they're going to be in the spotlight Monday night and everyone's sort of, you know, waiting to, waiting to pounce on them if they fall. Or, or when they fall, um, which is, is obviously going to happen sooner or later. Well, let's talk about the spotlight for a moment. And I read on Demonland this week um, that we've been shafted to seven, mate. Now, is that a big deal? Now, people were saying, look, people who watch the footy are going to be able to find it anyway. They're going to know that it's either on seven, mate. But there's going to be people that, you know, don't have Foxtel, um, going to go either don't know that there's a game on Monday night or, you know, are going to go past Channel 7 on the on the TV and, oh, there's no footy on and that, that's it. So I think by not being on Channel 7, we're losing, you know, we're, this was, we don't get many Friday night games. I think we've got one later on in the year. So this mm. was like a big stage TV night for us and, you know, presumably that's what sponsors like and, and all that. And we're getting handballed over to a network that's not even on the you know the you know in the clicking range of uh, the, the main channels and i don't know i think that could cost us a bit of audience and a bit of um you know eyeballs on the on the sponsorship yeah i don't know where i sit in this one I, i've got foxtel now so mm. um i'm sort of a bit removed from the free tv scene and mm. how people watch it but um, well, presumably people still, you know, who don't have it. Oh, obviously, Melbourne fans are going to be able to find it. That's not going to be the issue. I'm talking about other people, the wider AFL watching audience seeing our, our game. Um, oh, people look that stuff up, I think, surely. And if it gets to, you know, 7.30 on Monday night and they flick over and don't see the footy, then you maybe. go looking for it, don't you? I remember the other day, um, one of the games on the first game on Sunday, the Collingwood St Kilda game, um, which was being played at a time when there were no other games, and I went to the Fox Footy Channel and it wasn't on, and I thought, hang on, how come this game's not on telly? And sure enough, it was on five oh three because then they had the later game yeah. um, going on the Fox Footy Channel. So. Um, I think if yeah, if you're sitting down to watch footy and you can't find it at first click, then you go and have a look. Um, people are connected to their apps, and every um, all the new TVs have got programs on the screen there, so it shouldn't be that hard to find, even if it is, you know, shunted to their crappy little secondary station. I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I just, I just want to get, um, <laughs> I want value of money, value for money for our, um, our sponsors. Um, well, we don't um, have one at the moment. No, We're not on the back. Not on the back of the jumper. <laughs> What's happening there? Um, surely someone uh, must <laughs> want to advertise. I don't know. It's where you know we're. Um, yeah, we're not a desirable we're club five, at the moment. Five rounds in, so it's a curious one, isn't it? Mm. 
you know, are there is Peter Jackson sort of sitting in front of uh, sitting in front of a few offers and you know trying to pick the best of them or you know trying to get an extra few hundred thousand uh, out of it or uh, yeah. Well, you would think that uh, it's curiously silent before this before this week being on uh, the big stage. It would be the time to sort of get it out there. Um, but, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. You would have thought it would no. be done uh, d- done deal already pri- prior to the season starting, so I'm not sure what's going on there. No. And, and look, we've got, to, we've got to start winning. We've got to, in order to get those coveted, you know, Friday night games that the Collingwoods and the Carltons, despite their form, still seem to get... Yeah, I don't know. Even if we start winning, are we going to get those those games? Yeah, yeah, that for sure, for sure. Um, and look, we we do all right at the moment anyway. We've got two, we've got two of the better fixtures um, across the year. We've got Queen's Birthday, and now yeah. we've got the Anzac Eve game. So I reckon we still do pretty well. In fact, we're doing remarkably well off the decade that we've had. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, that sort of whinging about not getting enough blockbuster games doesn't really yeah. have truck with me. You get the blockbuster games once you become a really good yeah. team. So, well, I've I've, um, no, I've noticed that in round seven, uh, St Kilda are playing GWS on a Friday night at Etihad. So, you would think that um, you know if we can have a decent year this year, we might uh, get one or two more Friday night games against some of those emerging uh, clubs. Yep. Yep, for sure. So is there anything else? In terms of the game, obviously, Jesse comes back in. Um, he's really got to make an impact. I think it's um, it's time. Well, it, uh, he sort of owes us, doesn't he? Mm. Because, uh, you know, he missed those two weeks and we really could have done with him in, in both games. So um, he's had good form against Richmond in the past. Um yeah. I think, as we discussed before, pretty much his breakout game came that uh, yeah, um, four, four, came think, in that yeah. night game when he kicked four and towed up Rance. Yep. So, yep, oh, I'm expecting expecting him to have a good game. He's had a good season to date, so there's no reason he won't um, uh, won't come back on fire. So we've got it's a Monday night game. We've got a pretty big uh, break. In between uh, games, they should be raring to go. Um. Yeah, and you'd, you'd hope, you know, they should be disappointed, really, with the last two weeks. And uh, I hope they really come out on fire. And I hope that if they do come out on fire, they can sustain it for the full four quarters. Because, you know, going to sleep for 20 minutes or for a whole quarter, just, you know, it's not good enough anymore. Um, we need to be beyond that. Yeah, it's it's sort of been the thing that's cost us uh, quite a bit. Um, now, if anyone else wants to give a call, your thoughts on this week's game, 0390163366, or Skype us on Demonland31. Um, give us a call. We had uh, Last week we actually had someone call in after we got off the air. So, um, yeah. This is your chance. You want to uh, have something to say? Uh, give us a call. Um, so, if we do, if we do lose this week, uh, is it is it? Are we in trouble? Are we? Uh, will be? Uh, 
two and three. Um, games we've got coming up, we've got Essendon at Etihad, our favourite stadium. Uh, then we've got uh, the Hawks back at the G, and hopefully they're not coming back into form. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hawthorne have looked terrible so far. I know. Um, people are already speculating that they won't have won a game by the time oh. our encounter comes up. And Who have they got? They typically, got... typically oh, I'm not sure. They've got, they got West Coast this week at the G. Uh, on form, you'd think West Coast will win, but... Uh, uh, and then they've got St Kilda in Tassie, uh, and then us. Mm. So they could be um, nil and six come round seven, but uh, w- would you prefer, I mean, well, I know we're jumping ahead, but would you prefer to play Hawthorne at one and six or uh, one and five or zero and six? Or does it not matter? <laughs> Uh, probably one and five, even though I don't really subscribe that, to that yeah. whole thing. Um, I think supporters supporters can take that long lens view of yeah. of things and see all the failures over the years. And I think you know, I don't know if you remember, there was a time when the Sydney Swans hadn't won a game all season, and then we came up against them, and uh, I think they had twenty three losses in a row or something. And of course, we were the first team, the uh, first team to go down to them. <laughs> yes, that's um, those things. They're dead and buried in the past and history, and the only um, the only games, similar sort of games that have, have mattered, that really you can sheet home to the current team is the Carlton game of last year. So, and the Essendon one. So, you know, I don't know whether the record is as bad as some supporters like to make out in terms of being favourites and or playing sides that you should beat. And look, I, I really think the next three weeks we've really got to put a stamp on it. We've we've got so we've got we've got Richmond, we've got Essendon, we've got Hawthorne. I, I think they're all winnable games. I, I'd like you know I'm jumping ahead of myself, but, but prior to us going in to get against Adelaide, uh, come round um, round eight, I'd I'd like to have a few more wins. Um, you know, at least yeah. be in the I don't think it's, I don't think it's over if we lose this week. Uh, two and three, you can certainly recover from. But, mm. you know, uh, at the way I see it at the moment, Richmond aren't a top side and we need to chalk up as many wins as we can against teams that are in a similar sort of bracket to yeah. us and Richmond are either in that bracket or below it. So, um, you know, we need to win. We really need to win. We should win. Yeah, I agree. I um. Uh, I was having a look at my tips today, and um, you know, I was a bit, uh, I was a bit hesitant to tip us, but I, I think I am going to. I'm not one of those people <laughs> that uh, always tips the, your team, um, and that's, that's another silly, thing. Isn't it? You know, that's another thing we can discuss another time. Uh, whether with footy tipping, whether you always tip your team, no matter what. I know there's some people that do that, but uh, yeah. I'm not one of those. Uh, can I just just can we, just a reminder now mm-hmm. that we've got people obviously in the chat room yep. and audience listening online that next week a very special guest yes. Mel Hickey will be joining us. Uh, Marky player, key defender, um, one of the more senior girls going around in the game, very experienced, uh, lifelong footy addict. 
um, and uh, as we said before, a great promoter of the club. So looking forward to having Mel Hickey online next week and start thinking about questions that, uh, that you'd like to put to Mel in next week's interview. And uh, also, while we're talking about our women's team, I noticed on... I can't even remember what game I was watching, but I noticed that um, uh, Daisy was um, sort of... I don't know if she was a special comment or boundary rider. Boundary rider, yeah. And I thought she did a great job. You know, she's really a natural um, on the in, you know, in front of the camera. Um, and good on her. That's, you know, another, you know, more promoting of Melbourne and the brand and... And, uh, you know, people who see her on TV probably associate her with our club. So, yeah, that's, you know, another another girl that's, um, you know, flying the flag for us. She's great. Uh, I thought she actually did a good job with the boundary riding, um, the boundary riding job. She must have copped some criticism online because I saw her tweet <laughs> that she was she taking those comments and criticisms on board. And she actually, I, I didn't see the criticisms, but I can imagine the type of stuff that would have been posted and she put on a pretty uh, pretty brave face to just handle that and um, water off her duck's back. So good on her and keep uh, keep working at it. And as you say, she's, um, she's a great role model and a great ambassador for the club, probably the face of um, women's football. She might be sharing that um, title a little bit with Erin uh, Phillips now after her fantastic season, but, yeah, Daisy's probably still the most recognisable face in the game at the moment, so uh, well done. Keep it up. Yeah, look, you know, I can't believe uh, she's copped any criticism online. I, I saw her maybe, um, you know, looking at uh, looking at through rose-coloured glasses because of her association with the club, but I thought she did a good job, so... You know, she certainly did a much better job than some of the uh, idiots that exactly. uh, are boundary riding uh, on on, all, on the various channels uh, around. So, uh, yeah, don't haters are going to hate. Don't listen to them, Daisy. So, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week. We, um, that's exciting. Our first uh, interview. Um, yes. So we've yep. uh, yeah we'll probably have to discuss uh, the format of the uh, how we're going to do the show next week. Um, with an interview, and hopefully, I, I'm pretty sure she'll be joining us near the top of the show. So, okay, great. That'll, um, yeah, we've got her on at a at a good time, and uh, um, really looking forward to it. All right, fantastic! It's something uh, for all of us uh, to look forward to. So, um, I'm going to close the show soon. So, if anyone does want a quick last call, this is last call zero uh, three. Uh, nine zero one six uh, three triple six. That's zero three nine zero one six uh, three triple six. Or Skype Dmilan thirty one. Last call. If uh, you want to get in and uh, talk about anything we talked about, talk about the game last week, talk about the game coming up this week, your superstitions, questions for Mel Hickey. Um, this is your chance. Otherwise, we're um, we're going. And uh, hopefully off to the team for a week. Dominatrix Tyson has asked if we touch on Hibbert and is tomorrow the day we find out if Hibbert is selected. Well, I think we'll see the preliminary team tomorrow, but it won't be finalised, I'm guessing, Saturday. Yeah, they'll do the... um you know, the list extended, from, extended, extended from and bench. I would assume, given past history, that any of those um, 
any of those guys who are coming into the team will be named on the bench uh, just to obviously throw up, throw off Richmond's uh, scent. Does, has Hibbert had enough time uh, coming back from injury to be fit and ready to go, or do you think he might, um, might have to play in the Magoos another week? Did he play a full game is the question. And he, yeah, he did. He did. He and, did, yep. Uh, I saw missing. Uh, I didn't see the video of it. I didn't watch the video, but I read the article and they didn't sort of mention, oh, you know, he'll be in contention this week for seniors or anything. But, um, yeah, look, I, I'm not, you know, if if we don't need to rush him back, then I'd keep him another week. But, yeah, if we do need him, then... Then, then I'd get him in, but I don't know if we do. Um, a desperate for him to come into the team. I think, I think so. I mean, he's a, I think he's a better user of the ball than Melksham. So, fingers crossed that he's ready to go and um, can slot back in this week because I think he'd be a really handy addition to help stabilise the back line. Oh, most definitely. Um, Anyone else coming back from injury in the next? We've got, uh, obviously, Lewis coming back from suspension, but I think everyone else in the on the injury list, there, there didn't seem to be any um, sort well, of there short-term was a, injuries. There was a little bit of moment of panic and some fake news, actually, well, that... because uh, Josh Wagner was listed <laughs> as having a shoulder um, uh, I saw a that. shoulder issue and out for 12 weeks, but... which I th- it, it, let's go. Let's just talk about that. So he he doesn't have a shoulder injury. We know he injured his thumb, so that was obviously a typo or something. But is he out for twelve weeks? No. Or is that a typo as well? Yes. So how long did it say last week? I, I I'm can't... not sure how what it said last week, but I'm pretty sure it said one to two this week. So oh really? Um, he's not far off. Hopefully. Oh, well, that was. A... But uh, our man Aaron Vandenberg. Hasn't uh, hasn't come in any further. Oh. He's still out on an extended break, so not things not looking good for Vanders at the moment. Someone must have alerted the club to the mistake because I clicked on the link um, on the thread on Demonland uh, that I had posted, you know, and it has been changed to Josh Wagner thumb uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. So um, yeah, I'd like to see him back, uh, not just because Demonland is his sponsor. But I like I like I like him. I think he's a good uh, good footballer, and uh, I think uh, he's good down back. Uh, Wagner or Smith? You're talking about? I'm talking about Wagner. Wagner. Smith. Smith. Yep. I uh, isn't. He, Smith, similar. Yeah. Smith. I do sponsor with a mate of mine. That's sort of a separate sponsorship to it. That's a personal sponsorship rather than the Demonland one, which. Um, but I've had no luck with three of my players that I've got. No. And as Demon Jack says online, the club probably just mixed up um, Josh Wagner with Joel Smith yeah, on, a, on the 12-week shoulder. I that, think so. That but seems to make sense. Joel Smith has been 12 weeks for two, at least two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yep. So, um, yep. Yeah, well, we know how the injury list works or yeah. doesn't work as it as it as it is sometimes. So and Max, there's nothing too surprising Max about that. Max is still twelve weeks as well. So, um, yep. but they said that um, he's healing well from it, and I think he's going to start sort of the rehab now. Um, who did they say? Did they say that uh, Joel Smith started his rehab already? Uh, I can't remember. I read, I read the article today, but uh, 
yeah, let's uh, let's hope some of these players are back uh, sooner rather than later. We seem to have a, quite a, a number of long-term injuries. Yep. All right, so I think uh, with uh, no one calling in, everyone being shy today, um, yeah, I think we might uh, end it there. Um, bring in that music. Um, yeah, so everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for everyone in the uh, chat room. Uh, it's very much appreciated. It's good to have people listening live to the show and interacting with us. So thank you all for everyone who was listening live. Thank you, Grape Viney. Hopefully we will see each other at the football yep. this week. It's a Monday night. Could be get good. to the uh, get to the game, people. Yeah, I, 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 you know, Richmond are obviously going to have their supporters out in in full, you know, and let's. Try, let's I want that to be seventy thousand. That would be great if they could get that because their supporters will be there. I want the Melbourne supporters to to get out there. Um, uh, just while we're still on the air, were you disappointed with the crowd that we had, or is that um, standard for? A Melbourne Fremantle game. I think there was twenty-seven or twenty-nine thousand. Yeah. Is, is, um, is that disappointing? It looked a little bit down. On I thought I was sort of hoping for about thirty, and I thought it strange that in the chairman's lunch, I walked past the room there, and it was only sort of half. Only using half the room. It seemed to be a really small chairman's lunch, and uh, and the um, the number of Melbourne supporters along the northern stands was down a bit, but I think you probably attribute that to Easter, don't you? People go away. Yeah, that's it's um, definitely. So, yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. I think uh, we go, we're going all right yeah. on attendances, and yeah, yeah. I think think we'll be well represented on Monday night. Yeah, we've really get down there, get your mates down there. We've really got to uh, add a bit of our voice to it because, uh, you know, it's, it's great when you kick a goal and there's a roaring... Uh, Roaring crowd, and we know their yep. their supporters are going to come come out because their memberships haven't been uh, microwaved just yet. So. Well, and it's, it's just been pointed out online, and we should say it, it's the this is the um, you get the all members get this game uh, get entry to this game as payback for the um, interstate games uh, interstate home games. So anyone with a membership has got entry, even though it's an away game. So there's no excuse to not come along on Monday night. Yeah, should be a great night. So uh, get down there. I mean, anyone listening to this program is going to be there. I think we're preaching to the choir here. So, uh, yeah, we'll be there. So, um, yeah, thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week with our special guest, uh, AFLW Demons marquee player, Mel Hickey. That should be exciting. So uh, make sure you're listening live and you can chat with us. You can call in. And, um, yeah, should be good. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Catch you next week. Go Dees.